Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven It's the one where they're underground And everything's dripping And the thing is trying to get them You know, the one with the tunnels And the blonde chick they're running with flashlights, trying to get away from the huge monster. They're under this museum in Chicago or Gotham or somewhere. I'm not sure which it is. This is the Relemic. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. The two movies that basically inspired Doppelganger Month for us. Uh... <laughs> It is uh, 1997's The Relic and Mimic. Um, incredibly <laughs> similar movies. These I... are the same movie down to... There's there's a pair of cops that get murdered towards the end of the movie. And the kids. And there's a black kid and a white kid that get... The, the random ass... We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Welcome, I need everybody. a drink if we're going to talk about this. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, but yes... First beverage, we reach into our magical mystery beer box. Ooh, magical mystery box of beers. Mm. What did you find? What did you find? Uh, That's yeah. not beer. It's not beer. Uh, this is Ace's Pineapple Hard Cider from California Cider Company in Sonoma, California. That sounds delicious, but that's not beer. I feel ripped off. Uh, I was happens. told it was a beer box. What happens to the mystery beer box? <laughs> uh, mystery booze box, I guess we can start calling it. But uh, pop the top. My top and the pour. There's the cap. Oh, glug glug glug. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, I've saved. This is a crystal clear beverage. It is a light gold color of the color of a well hydrated person. <laughs> mm. Steve's there is percent. almost no hop characteristic to speak of. No, it's weird. It's it smells like it's... bubble gum. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's um, it's actually really sweet. It's got yeah, like pineapple. Yeah, you can barely detect the apple in it. It's very good. <laughs> just um, the pineapple. <laughs> this just straight up tastes like biting into like a canned pineapple. Yeah, like just like I I am fine with canned pineapple. It doesn't have like a metallic tinny t- taste or anything. That's not what it is. It's just, you know, you know how like canned products are a little bit sweeter than like the fresh one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sweet. It's refreshing. I could get pretty drunk on this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's, it is sneaky. Uh, it is also certified gluten-free. Ooh. You know what, honey? I'm thinking back to uh, 
beer beer conferences and festivals of uh, of old, and I'm pretty sure I have gotten pretty drunk on this. Yeah, yeah. This is probably. my Steve. I don't think I have another beer. It, me, Cider tents. Me, me, <laughs> mead is definitely your uh, your undoing at those oh, yeah. events. That'll. I'm like, oh my gosh, this tastes amazing. Yeah, it's also twenty percent. You might want to slow down. Thump. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. <laughs> like in Vegas, we didn't remember getting back to our hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is we woke up the next morning. In I, a different hotel room. <laughs> in a different purpose. hotel room. I'm not sure what I was wearing, but <laughs> but it was different from when we went out. The last thing I remember, I remember wearing a bathing suit. I woke up in a different hotel room in my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Scott, who joined us on that adventure. <laughs> Gotta go back. Uh, uh, but first. But first. <laughs> so, The Relic came out January 1997, and Mimic was in August of the same year. Alrighty. Uh, do you remember which one The Relic is? Yes. Okay. Because it was a relic. So that's the one that took place in, I think, the Chicago Natural History Museum? That's correct, yes. Uh, and it starts out with uh, Discount Indiana Jones doing uh dropping peyote with yeah. uh some native american or native indigenous peoples i don't know where he, yeah it's very kind of vague where he's actually at i think he was in brazil or columbia somewhere in south america south american all yeah. right anyway indigenous peoples uh losing his shit and then freaking out about boxes on a boat cut to uh a professor who rides bikes and gets mocked at by small children professor blondie played by uh I think Penelope Ann Miller in this one. Shall we just call yes. her Tits McGee? Tits McGee, yes. <laughs> Dr. Tits McGee. Dr. Tits McGee, uh, who apparently either chooses not to drive a car and or uh, cannot afford a car. DUI. That's what I'm guessing. The, that's what I said when we were watching yeah, that's it. Yes, you did. You did. And uh, you know what? I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're also introduced to uh, the the children, the two kids ditching class by going yep. to the Chicago... The black kid and the white kid. Yeah, by going to the Chicago Museum of yeah. Natural History. The the first scene with them in it is them going like, oh, come on, man, they're never even going to notice we're gone from the cla- from class. We're just going to go in here and hang out all day. And it's like, okay, I was a nerd. I would have skipped <laughs> school to go to a museum had there been one near me, but... The kids, they were kind of alluding them to be kind of like from the wrong side of the tracks kids. Yeah. They're not ditching class, finding $16 to get into the museum. Because I'm assuming in the 90s it was still only $16. Uh, I'm sure they just snuck in with the uh, the, the school kids because they had the ones coming oh, off the right, bus. that's right, the field trip. But the thing that's most unbelievable to me is not only were they there, were they there first thing in the morning... They were there until after closing, so they were there for a good twelve hours or so. Yes, it and shows like, them wondering oh, after it closed. And then we just, oh yeah, we're just gonna hang out overnight. What are you scared? You do that, <laughs> you go in before closing. Spoiler alert: they get eaten. Oh wait, no, they don't. That's the other movie. <laughs> That's the other movie. Spoiler alert: <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of disappear, and they're alluded to like in a police sketch artist or something like that later uh anyway uh we're also introduced to a superstitious cop uh played by tom sizemore and evil asian scientist oh yes uh, i forget his name <laughs> yeah uh, I, I don't i'll know. look him up right now you keep yeah, talking yeah it doesn't matter um <laughs> but yeah there, there's a whole big thing between uh dr tits mcgee 
and uh, Asian Evil guy. Asian scientist. Um, they're they're, having, they're having this big fundraiser for. No, she applied for a grant, and he applied oh, for well. the same grant. Therefore, he's evil. Yeah, and it's like, well, no, no, he just got the. You grant. applied for it. my grant. <laughs> I'm sorry if his proposal's better than yours. You don't deserve the damn grant. You know what? I said the same thing when Anthony Davis got his scholarship to go to Kentucky. <laughs> I, I'm just getting a blank stare from Izzy. She has no idea. What uh, I'm Dr. About. Greg Lee is played by Chi Moi Lo, and if you look him up, you've seen him in other stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he, uh, we he should also... have been played by Ken. He would be played by Ken Jong nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're also introduced to Dr. Albert Frock, aka Wheelchair Doctor. Oh yes, yes, and also uh, Linda Hunt is in this movie. Yes, as the uh, museum director or curator. Yeah, she's or the, the I think the museum director. Yeah, she's the director. Uh, wheelchair guy is the curator. I'm not he, sure what the distinction is, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the curator is the one who's in charge of what exhibits go up and like picking what kind of goes into the collection. The museum director is basically like the manager. Oh, okay, got it. Got it I got believe it. somebody's going to shoot me an angry tweet. Tweet at. Oh. Everything I learned from movies. E I L F movies. <laughs> yeah, basically from there. Uh, so the discount Indiana Jones who died in the beginning, quote unquote. I uh, know uh, he's gone missing. Yeah, he's His gone relics, missing. Uh, nobody knows the where relics he, is. he shipped back. There were two boxes. Yeah. Uh, he shipped back. They arrived, but nobody can get a hold of him, and they just don't know what happened to him. Uh, but apparently, they kind of allude to too that uh, he's kind of known for going off the rails. And, like, not coming back on time and going over budget and just kind of doing his own fucking thing. Uh, and they also mentioned, too, that he just got his big grant. So they they kind of mentioned he, they may not see him for weeks. So he has an out. Uh, one of the boxes arrives and has this very scary-looking figure in it carved out of stone that they're cleaning up. Yeah. The other one is empty except for a few leaves. Discount Indiana Jones sends back a bo- uh, an empty box just wrapped in these banana leaves that have these weird little eggs on them. And so, of course, Tits McGee obviously <laughs> is a uh, bug specialist, because why not? And so she wants to study it. And she starts discovering the leaves are full of hormones. Animal hormones. Dun, dun, dun. The first evening... Uh, oh, that's right. The uh, security guard guy is just, you know, smoking a little funny he cigarette. Into, he, go, he goes into one in of the bathroom. the bathrooms and he goes and locks himself in a stall after closing yep. to smoke a doobie. Yep, and so he's lighting up and all of a sudden he hears someone come in. Or he something. thinks it's one of the other security guards. And, uh, spoiler alert, he gets eaten. And pretty gruesomely. Decapitated. Decapitated with, like, his brain sucked out. Uh, oh, or, no, no, no. The, it's only part of it. Hypothalamus. His hypothalamus is all, sucked out. That word is only said 30 times in this movie. Hypothalamus. Hypothalamus. Hey, what is that? Hemophagia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's pretty much where like, your pituitary, pituitary gland and everything is. But, it's um, where your hormone center is. Oh, that's right. And then so it then there's the crime hormones. scene. The crime scene the next morning. And, yes. And... Uh, Tom Sizemore is there investigating. Of course, he's acting around, you know, being a detective like he's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, uh, so everybody has told Tits McGee because she was the last one working, last one to see um, a doobie smoking cop that she needs to talk to Detective Tom Sizemore. And she's like, where is he? Where is he? So when he shows up and he's just getting acquainted with the scene because apparently he's head detective, but he wasn't the first one on the scene. 
uh, she's like, I need to talk to you because I need to get into my lab. And he's like, I'm not releasing your lab till I talk to you, but I can't talk to you till I know what the fuck's going on. And he walks off. She gets impatient, bursts into the bathroom, and sees her good friend... Decapitated with his brain sucked out <laughs> lying on the floor. And, of course, she freaks out. <laughs> After they all told her, don't go in there. Yeah. And then they're like, get her the fuck out of here! I, I blame her for that one. I 100% blame her. It is her fault. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not the last time that happens. Oh, no. <laughs> By the way, whoever's supposed to be guarding the door, awful at their job. Because it's, it's not like it's like a double door situation. No, like, yeah. it's a door that closes on its own. Oh, they had a pride open, too. Just so, like, anybody passing by could check it out. Well, yeah, know? because they had people working in and out. But there should be people at either end of the hall. Your father was an officer. Yeah. Do they typically close off a crime scene when they're working it? Typically, yes. Is is that something that may may or may not if if we believed in natural history in Utah, we probably would have had a natural history museum. But if there was a uh, if there was a murder at the uh, the temple downtown, you know that thing would be sealed off. <laughs> it's sealed off already, right? For people with their uh, their underwear, their oh. long underwear, or whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think there's a magical underwear murder that we don't even know about? More monster. <gasps> All right, we'll have all the script to you next week. <laughs> Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, uh, oh, uh, the the museum is getting ready to have their biggest fundraiser of the year, yep. and all of the grand donors are going to be there. Except for Detective Tom Sizemore wants to sh- is keeping the place shut down because he's trying to figure out. Whoever was in the building when the decapitation happened, he's thinking may still be inside because it's a huge place. So valid. No, you may not have a fundraiser tomorrow. I, sh- I, you know, we need to find this guy. I can't put you guys all in danger. I don't want, you know, the richest people in the city and the governor and the mayor. All these Dales and the mayor. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and the breathing down his back. Like, <laughs> the, the mayor's thing is my wife wants to go to this thing and I want to keep my wife happy. So thank you for opening this, Detective. I'll be sure to talk to the Chief of Police. <laughs> he, had yeah. very, he had a very, like, 1920s newscaster cadence to what he spoke. I love it. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. That's how I feel, like, I feel like all mayors should either sound like him or Mayor Quimby. <laughs> I uh, don't know what you're talking about. Even when, like, Schwarzenegger was our... I can't believe I'm about to say this. When Schwarzenegger was our governor, mm-hmm. he should have mis- magically just taken that cadence on. <laughs> Governor of California, get to the chopper. Right? It is not a tumor. <laughs> uh, doesn't quite work out that way. By the way, I still have a smash penny that sh- has, that says governator. <laughs> That's great. Um, so as luck would have it, they're investigating down below the museum, and they happenstance upon homeless axe killer guy, who was also a rapist. The kids are looking around. Uh, yeah, that was in like the basement of the. Of the museum is yeah. when, yeah. And they find, yeah, a homeless guy with an axe, and then they're like, okay, sorry, yeah. I'm confused. I'm turned around. I what, you're confusing these two movies, possibly? <laughs> well, no, because the other kids were still running around, too. Yes, because it's the kids that make the cops go down there. The kids are running around in the basement of the History Museum. They see movement, so they scream and run back and say, we saw something in the basement, we weren't supposed to be down there. And then the cops go, oh, it might be the guy who decapitated the guy. So then they go down and start looking through all the boxes and all this stuff. And they find there's been a homeless guy living down there walking around with an axe who has a history of... Was he that he... Was he... Did he be... Did he be a murderer? 
No, uh, they. He was a rapist. He was a uh, rapist. They, but they found him dead. I don't remember exactly. I think they were saying it was like exposure or something because they didn't kill him, right? You, didn't one of them shoot him when fuck he came? Who, like, who the fuck cares? I, <laughs> I, again, I'm confusing the other movie. No, I think they were down there. They were spooked. You just hear the like, and then he like a dark shadow runs. So he shoots him a couple of times. You know what? You may be right. I remember it being like awfully convenient that like, oh, thank God, the person they shot was a homeless rapist axe killer. He was walking around with an axe that had blood on it and everything. And it was like. Oh, thank God. Oh, and Unless the blood on, on... No, the blood on the axe matched the, the security, security guard. Oh, okay. It was the same blood type. Because I don't think DNA's been invented yet. In 97? Oh, no. According uh, to forensic files. No. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, uh, OJ happened. So uh, DNA's been invented. <laughs> All right. uh, I was around before DNA was invented. <laughs> Alright, so it's at this point, uh, the, detect- the detective is basically forced to have the gala, but we basically decided he just hates galas. He just does not want he, it to happen. Yeah, yeah, because the blood does match the yeah. security guard that's yeah. on the axe. Yeah, he's like, oh, we don't know what that is. Well, actually, we just ran it, and it's the same blood. Yeah, everything's blah, 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 falling blah. into place. If this is a regular yeah. detective mystery, like, Case he's closed. fucking hero. Yeah. Like, the mayor's, like, giving him accommodations and that. Like, you took a rapist axe serial killer off the streets. <laughs> this could not have worked out in a movie as clean as it did. Yeah, who just <laughs> happened to be living in the place where he was committing murders and rapes. So then there's the gala, which, of course, then we're revealed to what the monster is. Which is yeah. brought to you by Stan Winston, who did all the uh, special effects and stuff. In this movie. Yeah, and it kind of looks like a bug, wolf, chimera. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's chimera, but uh, what were the animals? It was like a beetle, a gecko, a tiger, and they find out human as well. Yeah, uh, there's 55% unknown, and uh, and they're running, and then, you know, spoiler alert for later in the movie, they find out it's 55% human. And so she runs it against her database, and it comes up. Doctor Discount Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh oh my gosh, there's like the scene underground with the the dogs, the canine unit. Oh, the uh, poor snuggly puppies. Poor snuggly puppies when they're they just are wanted to just s- torn apart. <laughs> they just wanted to snack upon his gooey innards. It's true. And then he snacked upon one of theirs. Well, technically both of theirs later. Um yeah, the uh so yeah, the gala's going on. Uh, Dr. Tits McGee is supposed to be out hobnobbing with the people who give out the grants, but she's caught up in all her research. Dr. Wheelchair is helping her, and then she's helping him get ready, because I guess he has no one to help him get ready. Yeah. Uh, so they're, like, putting on their dresses and tuxedos in her office, which is all glass, by the way. Yeah, that's right. You gotta watch that. All he gets is silhouette, and it's silhouette. not even that good. I'm pretty sure she had, like, four bras on. <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> let's were... face it. I'm calling her Tits McGee. She's pretty flat-chested. Uh, you know. She's wearing a couple of push-up bras. It's the 90s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, evil Asian doctor is out hobnobbing with the Grant people. And, I mean, doing what he should be doing to get his yeah. project funded. Again. Absolutely. Hustle, they're hustle, trying hustle to, real hard. They're trying to make him such a bad guy. And as an adult, I'm like, no, he's doing his fucking job. <laughs> You're being a whiny cunt. There's a reason he gets the grants. <laughs> yeah. Because You already have your grant. Yes, and I could use another one. Yes, he can do a lot more if he has more money. Do you think your project would benefit from two grants? There you go. It's not your grant. Besides, 
possibly people at other museums are applying for that grant too what that's crazy i mean more museums in chicago come on (laughs) i know it's not like new york or right california Uh, so then the power goes out and then the killing begins question i had how did the uh, we'll call it the relic the, Mm -hmm. the monster how did it shut the power down I don't remember, but also the sprinklers go off. That's right. That's right. Oh, no, well, that's I right. remember. It shuts down, like, the whole system, and so it, like, yes. sets off all the uh, fire uh, hoses. Yes, yes. And, uh, so this building apparently has, like, a totally automated system, and, yeah, the the relic does something to uh, activate all the systems, so then the program ha- goes into complete reboot mode, which apparently includes shutting the fire doors. Yeah. Now... <laughs> now, in the real world, a fire door is like, what's on your hotel room that shuts like a little bit too loudly when you're trying to drunkenly sneak back into it at night? <laughs> it's a heavy, like, solid core door that fire doesn't immediately burn through. In this movie, it's a fucking bank vault for Gotham City. Right. On every door. It will door. crush anything in its path, too. <laughs> because what you want during a fire is to lock all the occupants inside the building. That's just good science. Yeah, but, and so then uh, they send in the SWAT team, as they, yeah. one would do with uh, lots of screaming people. Oh no! At first they can't captured. send. Oh, wait! Did they send the SWAT team in before or after they split up? I think they did split up. Okay, so the crew, the crew, the the people inside split up. Yes. Oh, yes, also. Yes. Most disorderly evacuation I've ever seen. Oh my god. Not one employee is saying, like, walk, don't run, this is the nearest exit. There's also no none of those uh, nuclear neon exit signs anywhere, so they're definitely not up to fire code. Oh, not at all. Yeah, and... Uh, People are crushing each other, running around. Yeah. <laughs> People are getting crushed by fire doors. This is, like, the worst evacuation plan ever. Our museum director's not fucking doing anything to well, help anybody. It is Linda Hunt. She is an old, petite lady. <laughs> yeah, but she has a strong voice. She could be like, hey, now get the fuck off. Would love Single to file. <laughs> and never would fucking do it. Yeah, she probably. has a presence. It's true. She does have presence. I remember doing... No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Kindergarten yeah. Cop, that's right. She was in- yeah. And she's in CSI Los Angeles, I think she's the... It sounded like a question. No, you'll have to ask somebody who watches those things. She's heady in whatever she's in. And she's the boss. She's no, also... Tony Dance is the boss, get it right. <laughs> she's also in, uh, in dis- in, uh, Incredibles. Oh yeah, that's right. She's the costume maker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, back to right, back to the relic. The relic. Uh yeah, so so they get she gets sealed inside one of the big rooms hmm, with the other half of the relic. Uh the the display hall that they were celebrating for the gala with uh the mayor and only the richest elite of the elite. Dr. Evil Asian man uh, decides to stay with the evil elite elite. Half the uh Half of the detectives, like, private squad of detectives. He's got, like, his four personal dudes are there. And he's out, like, separate from everybody. Oh, because he's with Tits... He ends up with Tits McGee. That's true. After being... uh, Following the dogs and... Watching the dogs get snacked upon. So he's with uh, Tits McGee and Wheelchair Doctor. (laughs) You like these names Uh, I've made up for them? (laughs) They're fitting. I I couldn't tell you what the others were. Um, um, yeah, yeah he, so he radios to his guys that they need to evacuate out of there. They need to go underground and go through the tunnels to get out. But they need to get out of the museum or they're going to get snacked upon. Uh, the richest rich dude and the mayor say, like, we're not fucking leaving. <laughs> museum director says she doesn't... Oh, no, she decides to go. 
But evil Asian scientist says he will stay with the rich people. He will protect them because when lights come back on, he can show them the way out. Um, which, I mean, makes sense. Like, one of the old rich ladies is crippled. Like, she shouldn't have to go through the sewer to get out. Yeah. By the way, they're going through the sewer. They were, like, up to their nipples in water and, I assume, sewage and stuff. They seemed really calm about all of it. Like, none of them seemed chilly. None of them seemed like, oh, yeah. this is disgusting, blah, blah, blah. None of them seemed like something just touched my ankle. Yeah, yeah no, and the guy like leading with the flashlight and the shotgun or whatever. The flashlight uh, strapped to the shotgun. Yeah. I enjoy. I always enjoy a good flashlight strapped to a shotgun. Right. I'm not going to lie. That's... The, the original sight. <laughs> that's that's something I love in horror movies. Like, Anything the light touches will be splayed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but of course the monster is picking them off one by one. And then decides uh, to go back upstairs and have a buffet. A buffet with a SWAT team. A SWAT team, the SWAT team comes and... down through a skylight, which, by the way, if you're part of the crew that's going through the the swamp, if, you know, if this is real life and not a monster movie and there's not a monster, this is just an emergency... You made the stupid decision, because the SWAT team's about to helicopter everybody else out through the top, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, a lot of ridiculous ensues. Um, oh, the creature doesn't kill her for some reason. It corners her. Uh, oh, Tits McGee. Oh, that's right, that's right. It cornered her, and then I think we were led to believe that was when Indiana Jones guy was, like, recognizing her. Yeah, like, and, like, some, and, it's and, like, the last of his humanity... And... Yeah, well, he was just, like, licking her and just, like, with the worst CGI tongue I've seen in a longer time. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) that made Spawn almost look passable. (laughs) And then, uh, what was the accelerant they used to set everything on fire? They just randomly had a whole bunch of, like, hydrogen gas or something downstairs in there. Yeah, it was something, uh, let's just say it was formaldehyde. Sure. Because it's a museum. Flaming formaldehyde. Let's just say that. Uh, Yeah, they blow it up. And you get to see the CGI monster on fire, which was kind of cool looking the first (laughs) second or two. And then you see a little bit more of it and you're like, "Uh, all right, it's not bad. That was a monster that was, the less you saw of it, the better it was. The more you saw of it, that's what monster movies don't get. Never show us all of it. Do you know why the nun from The Conjuring 2 is so fucking scary? You never actually get a full body shot of her. Or if well, you, like, because she's wearing her nun's outfit. Yeah, like, but even, like, even Are, when they do the reveal and that, you see her face, but, like, they don't do just, like, here's the monster. It's, like, close up on her face. Or, like, pan back and her face is still dark, or you just see eyes. Or... So, so what I'm hearing is in the third nun movie, when she goes full frontal, that's when it's <laughs> Jump the Shark for that franchise? Yes. Yeah, good to know. Good to yeah. know. <laughs> but would it be worth it? <laughs> It might be horrifying in a different way. Oh my god, is that the girl from Species? (laughs) You wish. (laughs) And 10-year-old Steve just had an orgasm. Natasha Hendricks, give us a call. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, so basically they blow up the entire museum. Uh, by the way, everything in the museum is water damaged because yes. sprinklers have been on for four and a half <laughs> hours. Other, like, oh, um, the museum's on fire. Well, just destroy everything then. <laughs> right. Uh, si- by the way, also, City of Chicago's out of water because they've used 10,000 gallons during the course of this chase. Yes, and there's only 10,000 gallons of water in all of Lake Ontario? Or whatever the one's on Chicago. Heron? Oh, God, I know Heron, Heron's around there. Whatever. One of the Great Lakes. There's only 10,000 gallons of water. Yeah. In. 
Well, it's all that you can drink. Fun fact. That's all that's all that's drinkable. I mean, see, do you want to go out to a great lake and drink it? No. Yeah, Detroit's exactly. Detroit's too close. I don't trust it. <laughs> oh, when I lived in Detroit, they were so excited because they had their first beaver <laughs> in like 50 years. I always remember your first beaver. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... So yeah, that's the relic. <laughs> the relic. Now on to the mimic. The, yes, the mimic. <laughs> same story. Except it's bugs. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. Yeah, this one. Oh, wasn't the last one bugs, though? It mm, evolved into beetle, yes. gecko, tiger. So Steve, this movie is about hot chick, hot, hot 90s style hot chick who's weird and likes bugs. Uh... Meets a detective. Um, also meets an interracial f- pair of kids who enjoy uh, shenanigans in dark places to find a creature <laughs> made out of bugs. I-, I was with you up until you were talking about the kids and it got <laughs> weirdly suggestive. <laughs> they like to do shenanigans in the dark. Eh? <laughs> Shenanigans when you're 10 is very different than shenanigans <laughs> when you're 16. That, that is true. Want to play seven minutes in heaven? What? <laughs> Never mind. Let's play soccer. <laughs> no, dude. I have a cherry bomb. What the fuck's yeah. wrong with you? So this one stars uh, Mira Sorvino, Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino, <laughs> as Dr. Titsby. Um, yes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it starts out, uh, basically there's this play. Oh, okay, so we oh. saw the director's cut, which we, we were trying, it's been a while since either of us had sick, but we're pretty sure the opening was different on the director's cut. Yeah, it, there, there was parts of it where I was, like, looking at it, I'm like, wait, I thought this was, like, in the middle or something. I don't know. Yeah, but, but anyway, there, yeah, it starts out with, yeah, there's a plague, um, killing off the children, it's carried by cockroaches, so Dr. Tits McGee. Um, is the only one who can save them because she's genetically altered a uh, something she created another kind of cockroach. And that the, just and, kinda... But she crossed it with uh, with uh, some sort of South American ant and something else uh, sure. to make the Judas bug. Ugh. Yes, that is a. They only live six months. They cannot reproduce. Uh, they carry a toxin that kills off all the cockroaches. So, by the way. You know what? Having watched this, even with all the aftermath, let's create a bug that can kill all the cockroaches. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with the with the way this movie turns yeah. out. If cockroaches are gone. It's like, hey, all of your children are going to die. It's going to be basically. You remember that scene in the Ten Commandments where all the firstborn? It's going to be that, but it's all your kids. Yeah, and it's just going to kind of happen over the course of a month, or we could at least delay it a few months. <laughs> and, then, and then we fast forward to I think it was like three years later. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, she's married to the head of the CDC, apparently. Yes, yes, that that, that was awfully convenient. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I don't think they would allow that to happen. That this doctor gets the government contract from the CDC, and she happens to be married to the head of the CDC. Look, you get your grants your way. She'll get her grants her way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this. So yeah, basically three years later, everything's going swimmingly, and then, uh, oh god, okay. So there's, there's the kids. They pop up in, for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Black kid uh, and a white kid who enjoy. Kid. Oh, that's right. They, they hang out the, the subways. Bugs. They hang on the subways and they get cool bugs. They sell and bugs sell them to, to Doctor Tits McGee. Yes. And then she has a friend who does nothing for the plot whatsoever, but hangs out in the background and looks very nineties. It's true. Um, there is a priest in a rundown church, which you find out later is a sweatshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe human trafficking sweatshop. Yes, human trafficking yes, yes. sweatshop. There's a kid with Down syndrome who knows Ugh. every shoe ever created yes. and is really good at playing the spoons. Uh, he has a, uh immigrant stereotype grandfather who cares for him, and they live in a dilapidated shack, uh, shack apartment. That apparently yes. is only lit by candlelight. It really is, yeah. It saves power that way. Yeah. Or and, it saves money. And I was kind of under the impression the kid kind of lived in the bathtub. Yeah. Of the no-bedroom apartment. I just had so many questions about that whole situation. Right. I feel like CPS should have been involved. Probably. I mean, I know the grandpa was trying his hardest, but... Uh, yeah, so things are going down. They Mr. Think funny there's, Shoes. Yeah, say so Mr. Funny Shoes. <laughs> Some murders go down in the alley. Uh, the kid is like the only the priest witness. is killed yeah, yeah, yeah the, he, the kid is... basically watches the priest get killed the kid mentions like the the priest's shoes and then looks at the murderer and is like Mr. Funny Shoes and then there's like a weird clicking noise and the kid starts mimicking it on like his on spoons or his spoons yeah uh, cut to police investigation into the priest's murder by the way so we get a scene of the priest's body being dragged into the uh, sewers yeah then the priest's body is on the doorstep because that's where the cops find him. Yeah. So he was killed on the doorstep, dragged into the sewer, and then placed back. Yeah. That was very kind of this murderer to replace his body. I mean, it's not a monster. Oh, wait. Or wait. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, and then they find out that, uh, oh, and then CDC detective is, or CDC head is called because uh, the. The human trafficking, slave labor in the basement have yellow fever. Mm. And the cop who's in charge apparently knows all about yellow fever because he's just basically like, yeah, I just need you to confirm it, but it is. And then they all go down there not wearing gloves, not wearing masks, not wearing anything. Nothing. He go, he, They look around and go, yep, it's yellow fever. And the two cops that found it are going to be quarantined. No, I'm sorry, motherfuckers. You're Everybody, all getting quarantined. You're all quarantined for the foreseeable future. You too, Josh Brolin, who just happens to be in this movie as the cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, is he in this movie? <laughs> and I wanted him to do more. Yeah, well, he didn't you know, do very much. He really didn't do much. Uh, if he was not in this movie, this plot still goes forward. Almost true. exactly the same. Yeah, it's true. Well, you gotta have a cop. He's like Indiana Jones. Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark? Light Raiders of the Lost Ark. If he doesn't, if he's not in that movie, everything still happens exactly the same, except for the Nazis get the Ark sooner and melt faster. Yeah, Hitler opens the Ark. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Indiana, you fucked us over. <laughs> the cop in this is a little bit the same way, because they still get into the underground because they have the subway cop who helps them. That's true, yeah, played by Charles S. Dutton, a.k.a. Rock. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... He's like probably my favorite character in this whole movie. Oh yeah, he's, he's very likable. Foul mouth, but he's also very like, hey, I know these tunnels inside and out. Listen to me. And then when shit go starts going down, he's like, what the fuck is going on? He's the <laughs> he acts the most human in it. It's no, like I got a job to do, and I have to, I'm a new New York subway cop. I have to be a hard ass. 
that's my fucking job. You need to get your paperwork in line because this is just like my job is to keep people fucking out of this stuff. And then it's like, all right, I'm the one who has to show you because nobody else goes down here because I'm the subway cop. And then, like, this is not normal shit. <laughs> we also forget why they went down to the subway because yep. the kids brought her a bug from the subway. It was a really and weird one. It was big. It's a baby. It's just a baby, and it's the size of a football. Yeah, and it's and a, it's a Judas. That's right. It's one of her Judas bugs, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, they're getting bigger and they're adapting. They were all supposed to die because of the suicide gene they had in them that has them die- kill themselves after six months or whatever." And I'm like, "Is that a thing? I don't. I don't believe that's a thing. I, I think it, it was. A, <laughs> I don't think they were supposed to kill themselves, but I think it like shortened their lifespan. Jurassic Park style. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's the contingency plan. We, we simply deny them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, they were all sterile, so they weren't supposed to be able to breed. But of course, nature found a way, <laughs> as, as she always does. And uh, yeah, by the way, her CDC husband does not seem worried about this when she's like, "I found by all right, so many things." She discovers a Judas, doesn't immediately just call everybody and go, holy shit, we have a Judas. Oh, and by the way, this one's a baby, and it's fucking huge. It's the size of a football when these things were only two inches long when we dropped them down there. So how big are the adults? And I have one. We're not supposed to have them. She doesn't call anybody. I think it's stolen from her lab mm-hmm. by an intruder. She doesn't really, like, she just calls her husband and is like, somebody broke into my lab. Oh, that sucks, babe. But, like, I mean, she doesn't just start immediately calling everybody. She should. She knows. She seems very certain as to what she has. And yet she's acting like she doesn't, like, huh, I don't really know what this is. But no. Because, like. Who would steal my bug? Four hours later in the movie time, she fucking knows everything about it. So she should have immediately been calling. Because she didn't develop this by herself in that tiny little, like, classroom she had. She had a team on this. Yeah. And then, if you have a mutant bug out there, perhaps let the CDC know. Especially when they sponsored the research for it. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, Just, you know, get get, get some more people to help out. It's not just you, (sighs) you know. Yeah. I think she was basically just trying to cover her own ass. That's what I was kind of getting from it, yeah. So they get the kids uh, to show them where they found the bug. It was like an old locker room from like the 50s, apparently, that's right (laughs) off the subway, which... Of course they wouldn't still use that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the look on my face is just like, ugh. Anyway, um, that's when they make Subway Cop. Subway Cop says you gotta get a warrant. So they come back the next day with a warrant and no kids. Um, but the kids decide to go and look around in the subway. And they get into the deep abandoned parts of the subway. Because she mentions that there's the, the, uh, the hive. And she would pay really good money for the hive. And they want the money because they get paid for bugs. And it's great because, like... Wasn't it, like, 50 bucks or something like that? Oh, no, she no, the, the the chunky kid says, like, I bet she'd give us 40 bucks for it. Yeah. Uh, so they find one that's bigger than one of them. Spoiler alert. And then they hear weird noises. They turn around, and there's a dark, shadowy figure in the shape of a man. And it's staring at them. He missed them. And then a claw reaches out that's not human. Yeah. And this movie goes where you don't think it's gonna go. That bug fucking eats those kids. It sure does. And this is our first kind of... That's kind of our first on-screen thing where we realize Mr. Funny Shoes is not a human. Yeah, it's not a serial killer. It's a flying bug man. Mm-hmm. man-sized bug, I guess. I don't know. But yes. yeah, just adapts to look like a man. Yes, and I have to say they did a good job on 
its like quote unquote facial features yeah. comes together as the wings kind of over its face. Yeah, kind of like a the butterfly thing where it looks mm-hmm. like an owl or whatever. But yeah. they did a good job on that. Those graphics held up. Yeah, the whole yeah, body graphics. Uh, yeah, yeah. When they're, they're they're not bad. When they're moving fast and like attacking and stuff. Yeah, it's a yeah, little but, less. But but at but least those it's dark. close up ones. I don't know if it's a mix of uh, CG and like puppetry or something, but. Well, I give him credit for that. That part holds up. Well, this movie is from director Hilermo del Toro. Uh, so it's, you know, the guy that did both Hellboys and Pad's Labyrinth and uh, <laughs> a lot of great movies. Obviously, this is his... Uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah! I Sorry, love I Pacific Rim. I should have led with Pacific Rim. I love Pacific oh, Rim. Blade 2. Yeah. It's yeah. a good work. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so the kids get snacked upon. They were delicious. Yeah. And uh, they go in. Uh, the adults go in after. Basically, was it Doctor Tits McGee and her husband mm-hmm. Rock uh, and the detective? Yeah, the detective guy Josh Brolin. Um, um, they get really they, deep into the subway. Yeah, really deep. They go out on this platform. Uh, well, a uh, detective dude and subway cop go out on this like old abandoned platform. There, to, uh, subway cops like, man, I bet nobody's even been down here in fifty years. We're the first people to lay eyes on it. Never been this far. Only seen it on maps. And of course, a platform collapses, and yep. they fall an entire entire story. They're fine. Don't worry. But uh, oh no, um, CDC guy and uh, subway cop fall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and because they no, that's right. They went. After Tits McGee, she went down without anybody. Yeah, she went down by herself. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, and, and they, they went down to follow later, her. And then they after have to she, hide, hide out in the subway car. After she gets scooped up by one of the bugs and flown through <laughs> the subway into their lair, and for some reason they're not killing her. We do find out later she's pregnant. <gasps> and I think there's oh they're, they kind of allude to that might be why they're not killing her. Like they can smell her for hormones or something yeah but at the same time it's like well she's food if you're gonna kill an animal oh wait maybe it's pregnant all right let it go let it go (laughs) so so are they killing them for sport uh no oh my gosh they didn't kill girls did they (gasps) oh my god oh they didn't kill any mimic moths are uh are oh shit they're the they evolved to become predator yeah. Holy shit, they're killing people for sport in the subway. <laughs> they they only take males. It doesn't matter what age males, but they only take males. They only kill guys in this, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You're welcome, Hollywood. We just Holy got you a tie in. Somebody out there is going like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> you guys have seen this movie how many fucking times? <laughs> uh, twice. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I'm going to Google this just to make sure oh, that our Jesus. theory is correct because it's going to be like, oh, no, there's nothing on it. Long story short, they all get together basically in the subway and they have to hide out in the subway train car while a whole swarm of them are attacking and trying to depart then they rip out like, like they kill one rip out its scent gland or something and smear it all over them yeah and they're in an old coney island coney island 52 yeah, or something you keep screaming it, and so that like wards them off which is like uh, basically, sweetie, if I re- reach into you, pull out your shit, and wipe it all over me, I guess that would kind of send everybody away. But mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so they try to get the train car going again, but they gotta like you know turn on the power, and make sure the track's clear, and oh yeah, hope this cart that hasn't been used in forty years, I guess at the time, yeah. still working fine. And... I know these things are tough. They're, this is a Coney Island. It'll fire up. Yeah. 
It's crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah. Do we want to spoil the ending on this one? Uh, no, you know, this is actually a pretty good ending. Yeah. There is a theory here. Oh. Uh, because it's, uh, the female Judas are the hunters, and there's only one male. And so they have to, oh, like, find right. the male that's to kill right. the male. So the theory is that the males only kill what they see as a direct rival. Oh, so I like to stay the alpha. Ooh, so the male was planning on possibly breeding with Dr. Tits McGee? I don't know. Or maybe presenting her to the queen. Like, hey, look what I found. I found what I... Like, the huh. theory could be possibly like, hey, this also has female hormones. I'm going to let the queen do the kill because this might be their queen. Like... Yeah. You know, or, or you know, just like, uh, like, I wouldn't, like, you let royalty kill royalty kind of a thing. Yeah. Or, well, let the let the king kill the queen, because, yeah, they're... Yeah. Oh! Wait, yeah, no, because okay. it's females killing males. I kind of want to ruin the ending on this just a little bit. We don't have to go into detail. Okay. The end explosion. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, so, <laughs> there, there, there is an end explosion, much like uh, with the Chicago Andrew Museum in the first one as well basically blows up all of underground New York for like a 10 block radius blows and... <laughs> the manhole covers into the air amazingly no no, no nobody is hurt or yeah. killed or... Yeah. no reported fatalities on this movie but there also, has to be also fire a... is blasting out from the sewer system people are coming out of the subway just fine yeah they're like oh, the oh what was that there was a loud noise yeah uh, and that's where it's revealed that uh, where Dr. Tits McGee finally tells her husband, I'm pregnant. No, he tells her, you're pregnant. You didn't oh, wait right, long right. enough on your uh, test. That, well, okay, so the reason I might got a little confused there is because they're just there embracing. None, none of them's really moving, but do you hear like a little uh, over... Pre we're pregnant. Yeah, over thing of like, we're pregnant. We're pregnant. And it's like, what? And, that, and then roll credits. It's like, all right, that's an awkward way to end the movie. <laughs> uh, by the way, he almost dies a million. Oh, and oh, God, they're being clung to by sure. the uh, the autistic kids. So oh yeah, they're pregnant and they have an autistic and child. Guess what? We have a another one to watch over in the meantime. Oh yeah, don't worry, he'll be a baby forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a very uh, end of face off situation where it's like. Oh, this kid's touching Can us. Can we, we keep him? Do we send it back, or what, what do we do? <laughs> so that's Mimic. Are you thirsty? Oh my god, yes. I am far too sober still to be discussing these movies. Excellent. Well, we have, from Anchor Brewing, eee! Blackberry Days IPA. Squee! Uh, deep blackberry aroma, earthy hoppiness, unique color. Unique color. Unique color. Unique color. Right. <laughs> Ooh, my top. Bye, pickles. <laughs> you popped that top so hard a cat ran away. <laughs> I like to make the pussy run. <laughs> and the pour. Yeah, glug, 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 baby. This is a unique color. It's kind of a reddish color, yeah. and then it's got... It's got a little bit of a purpley tint to it, like with the brown. Like, it's just a little bit off. But I like it. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like when, when girls dye their hair auburn, and it's just kind of that in-between weird color. I am an artist, honey. I pull right. colors from the things I see. Ooh. Yeah, it's not a bad IPA. All right. Steve went in for the taste. Yes. Yeah, I got a little hoppy nut, like the little pininess. Um, 
Not a whole lot of blackberry on it, but there's definitely like a little uh, overlying sweetness on there's it. There's a little bit of sweetness in the background. The hops yeah. are fairly dominant. It's not a crazy IPA, but it's definitely an IPA. And then, yeah, you just get this little bit of fruity sweetness on the end. Mm. That's delightful. It's almost like a little bit tart. It, uh, I like it. Mm, very good. Anchor, you've done it again. I'm sorry, Sapporo, you've done it again. <laughs> Actually, this is a pre-Sapporo beer, isn't Sapporo it? Pre-Sapporo beer, yes. We've had this one for a couple of months. Um, fun facts? Fun facts. Super fun facts because of fun, fun facts. Which movie do you think had a higher meta score? Mm, I'm going to say Mimic because I think people respect Del Toro more. You're only half right because they have the exact same meta score. Ooh. A surprisingly high 55. Ooh. Uh, speaking of Mimic, did you also know there were two sequels? No, I've not seen any sequels. Neither have I. Uh, apparently they were straight to DVD. <laughs> yes. Know, 2001 and 2003. Um, do we have ooh, to do a Which me. is Worse, honey? Mayhaps. Uh, oh, I don't know. That <laughs> sounds like a threat. Um, also, according to Hiramo de Toro, uh, Mira Sorvino and Jeremy Northam, the actor who played her husband, could not stand each other on set. That makes sense. They that did not sense. look snuggly. It was it was looked like an awkward situation, and not just when they were both in the tub. That was. You <laughs> know those like marriages of convenience that like rich people do. That's what I definitely was definitely like the impression I got from their relationship. I did not get the impression that they like send each other cheesy text messages like you and I do. So the relic. Mm -hmm. Is based on a book. Hey! Uh, the character of De Augusta, uh, Tom Sizemore, okay. is actually a melding of two characters from the book. Mm. Um, also, their first, the director's first choice for De Augusta was Harrison Ford. Fuck yeah! That's also a big no shit. Of course, that's everybody's first choice well, yeah. for uh, anyone over 45 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, during the post-production process of the film, Paramount kept uh, Stan Winston's Kothoga creature, I guess that's the name of it, uh, under wraps, much like Universal had done with Jurassic Park, with no one permitted to talk about the production or the creature itself. I like when they do that. Yeah. The creature should, like, honestly, like, like I just said when we were talking about the movie, we shouldn't have ever seen the whole creature. That's we true. should always be wondering what it actually looks like because that's much scarier. That's what makes a good monster movie good. It's yeah, it's cliche now, but Jaws, you don't see the mo you don't see the shark for the first hour of the film. Or Alien. Or Predator. Yeah. Any of the classics. That's why good, that's what makes a good monster movie work. You know what doesn't do that? Snow Beast. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. Sweetie, do you remember the names of the two sniffer dogs in the movie? Oh! Caster and Pollux! Yeah! Yeah! That's right, Caster. Just like you're done. You're named after Snuggly Puppy! <laughs> He's giving me a look like, I will fucking kill you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, sweetie, what did we learn from these movies? I learned that there is a way to kill off every cockroach in New York. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. And all, but it, all it costs is the lives of a couple doctors. <laughs> Oh, no, really? I guess the doctors made it have a life pretty much. Yeah, really? cops, yeah. Really? In in Mimic, how many people actually got killed by them? I would assume thousands. No, but well, like... They're, they're not shown on screen, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, de okay, de so... Definitely not all of the children of New York. Yeah, alright. So all of the children of New York are affected by cockroaches, I'm assuming. That's all I've ever heard. 
True. Never actually been to New York, but that's one of the things you hear. Um, in exchange, a sex trafficker got murdered. <laughs> it's true. Much like the uh, rapist ex killer in the other movie. Yeah. Sadly, <laughs> an old cobbler got murdered. That was sad, that was but sad. realistically, how many how many how much taxes is he paying? <laughs> a subway cop got murdered. That was kind of sad. I think a couple did. Wasn't there a couple of them running down there? Yes, the because yeah. there were the the two cops running around in the basement. They shoot the axe murderer in Relic. Yes. And then there's two cops running around in the basement who get eaten by uh, by the bug. And the two kids. And the two kids. Yeah. yeah. But so, still, it's what, like it's eight still. people versus getting rid of cockroaches? Like, uh, it would make this movie actually more horrifying. What's that? If it was based on a creature that was a spider. That was a spider with the eyes of Elijah Wood. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I start that? <laughs> I'm just saying. If it was, if it looked like a person to... and then folded out into a spider. I'm just trying to up the terror. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> when it's to Shay's face shield, they just look like star, <laughs> like movie stars. Is that Bruno? What is that? Oh my god, Brad Pitt! No! <laughs> That's gonna look like Willem Dafoe. <laughs> uh, I learned mm. uh, the hypothalamus is a very essential part to the brain where the pituitary gland and functions of it's true. all the hormones and enzymes come from, I guess. I don't know. It's true. I guess I didn't learn that much, but yeah. I also learned two plus two. In my book, that equals four, detective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're like... When you were... How old did we say these kids are? Nine? No. Ten? Twelve? Yeah, 12? ten, twelve, ten, maybe. 12? Yeah. All right, let's say eleven. When you were eleven... Would you have been the kid who, with his best friend, broke into the museum and then decided they wanted to stay there for 24 hours? Because counting, you're going to stay there overnight. Okay. Or would you have been the kid who wanted to go into the subway to catch bugs and sell them to the crazy lady who lived in your apartment? No. You have to pick one. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. There are other things children you can do. You and children, Isaiah. Children can Do study. I need to ask Isaiah or Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk off to a place <laughs> That's why they're There's going plenty into, of other things they can do. They're going into the subway to jerk off to play plays. <laughs> you can play a sport. You can study. <laughs> no. You can, you can read a book. You can do anything except I those two things. I don't know if you watch the movies. Is the only things you can do as a kid. You can walk down railroad tracks and find dead bodies. Yes. You can do all sorts of things. You can go on magical events, adventures through Astoria, Oregon, and... Running I used to play on abandoned Italian railroad murders. tracks. I think I've told you about this. But my dad used to have us go out and play on the abandoned railroad tracks. Oh, no. His you, auto shop. you weren't in the subway looking for bugs to give to Dr. Tits McGee? California doesn't have subways, honey. Oh, so that's your excuse. Yeah. Trust me, if there was a subway, me and my sister probably would have been in it at some point. We went in a lot of storm drains. <laughs> so that's what we learned. Uh, <laughs> Izzy and her sister loved to dive into storm drains. <laughs> Thank you, the relic and or mimic for out. <laughs> Honey, we were white trash. We would have been trailer trash if my parents had ever decided to buy a trailer. <laughs> but that would require a purchase, and we were not in that kind of a situation. Uh, so do we recommend these movies? Absolutely. These yeah. are great. Well, all right. If you like monster movies. Yeah, yeah, if you like monster movies, check them out. They're, they could be worse. They're not horrible. I would say they are they good monster movies. They're not great. 
they're, but they're not bad monster they're movies. Okay, movies with stupid decisions made in them. It's oh yeah, it's but that's usual. that's the basis of a monster movie. You need something scary that lives in the dark, the power to go out, and a protagonist who makes the worst decisions possible. It's true. That's how you make a monster movie. You would never be. You will never experience a monster movie, honey, because you'd be like, "Oh no, I turned the lights on." <laughs> Oh no, I'm going for backup. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's time for backup. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of time for backup. Check my Twitter while I'm waiting. You're like, honey, we're not going in the sewer. That's shit. Actual <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what? I like my chances against the Cthulhu monster or whatever the fuck it's called. Kyoga monster. I don't know, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I mean, have you ever caught yourself in a back alley with a guy with an axe? Mm, wait. No, that was Last Action Hero. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> See? You're not... You're just not monster movie material, honey. Oh, well, there's always hope. <laughs> <laughs> you may be action movie so, material, though. So, thank you all for listening to us. <laughs> as we try to wrap this up eventually. Ooh, don't we have one more beer? Uh, sure, we got one more beer. Why not? Oh, well, I mean, the people came to hear us talk about beer. That's and the movies are in the side. <laughs> They're like, where's that third beer, goddammit? <laughs> uh, this selection comes from all the way from Hawaii. Hawaii! Uh, with Kona Brewing. It's their Longboard Island Lager. Yeah! So here we go. The pop. Oh, my top! Jingle, jingle. Ooh, I'm going to drink this one out of a FDR cla- uh, glass. Blah, ferment, drink, repeat. Ooh! If you find yourself in San Francisco, try this. Excuse me, try this beer. Ooh, that is a light lager. Ooh, all right. This is a crystal clear beer. It is a. Uh, it is also the color of a well hydrated human. <laughs> Steve gets this look on his face like I can't believe you said that, Liv. It's got a nice white frothy head. Lots and lots of bubbles. Steve's gotten in for the taste. What do you think, my love? Yeah, it tastes like a lager. <laughs> it's pretty smooth. Got a good. Like a little bit of the, the uh, like the green apple to it. Yeah, uh, a little bit of that. Just a little, little, little carbonic pipe. Slight breadiness to it. But yeah, a little biscuity flavor yeah. on it. Yeah. I could see drinking a lot of this on a nice hot day. Mm-hmm. In the dog days of summer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. Alrighty. So go check it out. Go to Brewing. Probably available at Costco if it's near you. Yeah, and hey, if, like I said, if you find yourself in San Francisco, go find yourself some FDR beer. Hell yeah. They're fucking awesome. You probably don't have our beer on tap still, but uh, <laughs> they no, definitely got good stuff on tap. We never tap. went back and got a growler. No, we didn't. Of our Imperial Amazon. <laughs> or, uh, was it Hoposaurus Rex or whatever? Oh, yes, that's what we ended up naming it. Yeah, Hoposaurus yeah. Rex. It was an Imperial Red. An Imperial Red Ale. Yeah. It was fantastic. Hmm. I'll look it up on Untapped. But I'll until next time... Until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything Everything I I Learned from from Movies. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night, everybody. This is your fault. You got me talking about monster movies. And I love monster movies.